Okay, so we are sitting here getting ready to do a podcast on health, and we just had a visitor, John. We had a coyote. He was huge. He was huge. He was like in our in our yard, and there's golfers. We're looking at these golfers are out on the green, and the coyote is like, I'm not scared of you people. Oh, no. And he's just like running right through there. Uh, we have a little bit of an overgrowth well, of there, rabbits here. You know, my favorite prayer grounds are down there on the 18th. We're on the eight, uh, the 10th green. Well, the 18th. Uh, fairway, there is a whole den of coyotes. And I've been out be praying careful. in the morning and I've seen three of them. Now they have run when they, I was walking. They look like they could take you if they were operating they, like a pack. They, uh, if they were a pack, yeah, yeah. hungry enough. But they've got Little. so many rabbits around here, they're they just probably feeding on them. Yeah, you probably aren't easy prey. Yeah. Hey, so uh, Mr. Man, we're going to be talking about some health tips today. And yes. I know you had a turning point on that. I did. And I will say, can I just say this, that John used to be really fat. Not when I knew him, not when I knew him, but when the night before we got married, his mom gave me a, well, like a, a picture book oh my and God. I was scared to reproduce with John. He was so fat and not, not a cute fat, kind of no. cute, kind of cute. Well, I was the fattest kid in my school in sixth grade. And I remember, uh, when we were young, it was a great school. I was at a Catholic school and all your sisters and, were fat at one point. We, Sorry and, guys. And we were, we were going on a, uh, nature walk. And I said to the nun, I said, hey, if I find a salamander, you know, can I pick it up? And um, <laughs> the nun said, well, John, would you like it if a giant picked you up? And a kid across the room goes, no giant could ever pick him up. He's too fat. And the whole class laughed. And she and the nun laughed. And I remember I started crying. Honey, so, I would have let you pick up the salamander. <laughs> but, you know, you know, um, that was probably the turning point for me. I realized I needed to lose some of that baby fat. Your mom's a feeder. She was a feeder. Oh, yeah, she was. <laughs> Italian mom, are you kidding me? You don't love me if you don't eat everything All I put on your plate. All your sisters were chubby. Oh, my yeah. gosh. All right, so anyway, we are going to talk about health tips. Now, Lisa, uh, I really want to talk about this one because it seems I have so you many have discussions a, with pastors on the road about this. You have I a do. Rep. I have a you reputation. Have a rep. <laughs> Love it. Um, I, was, I was the biggest junk food junkie on the planet. My absolute favorite meal, if you would have said, hey, what's your perfect meal, was a Big Mac, fries, and a Coke. And if you put a Big Mac, fries, and a Coke, and a piece of you know, uh, organic chicken and a wild mix field. even organic when we were little. Gr green salad in front of me. I would have said, yuck to that and grab the Big Mac. And I remember I was in, I'd just been saved for about, oh, a year and a half, maybe two years. And I was in my fraternity and I was looking for some good junk food and in the kitchen. And the Holy Spirit, I mean, I heard his voice so loud and clear. He said this, your body is my temple take care of it. You mean God actually talks to you about your body? He cares about those kind of things? He does. The Bible says our body belongs to God and our spirit. Therefore, glorify God in your body and spirit in Corinthians. And so <clears throat> I remember when he said that, you know how God will speak something to you and then the thoughts come? I believe that's the Holy Spirit too. Well, the thought came to me, if I had a Lamborghini. Which we do not, but if we did. Okay. If I had a Lamborghini um, would I put dirty gas and recycled oil in it? No. Now, if I did do that, put dirty gas and recycled oil, would the Lamborghini still run? Yes, it would, but it would run at less than best performance. I would diminish its performance. The other thing I would do if I kept doing that is I would shorten that Lamborghini's life. Are, are you saying God calls you a Lamborghini? You, you, you just missed what I said. No. I would shorten the life of that no, Lamborghini. I, I didn't. I promise okay, you. Okay. I want you to make sure you heard that. <laughs> Am I a Lamborghini? If he called me a Lamborghini, I'd be delighted. So anyway, um, <laughs> uh, so, so, so then the thought came later. 
wait a minute, he said your body is my temple. And I thought, what if that Lamborghini belonged to somebody else outside of our family? And I was putting dirty gas and recycled oil, and he let me use it for a while, right? And now I've shortened the life of his Lamborghini. Man, I'd have to answer to him of what I just did with his very high-precision car. Well, then, then what came to me is, wow, this isn't my body. It belongs to the Holy Spirit. Your body is not your own. It is the temple of the Holy Spirit. It's been bought with a price. Yes. And so I thought, wow, there are people that, and this is what the Lord later spoke to me. I've put years of wisdom into them through hardship, through suffering, and I've taught them through my word. And then what they do is, first of all, they can't run as hard as I want them to run because they've, I, they've diminished their performance ability. And then secondly, the best 10 years of their life where they're going to impart wisdom as a father or mother gets shortened because of the way they put, they abuse their body with the food mm-hmm. that they eat mm-hmm. and the stress that they live under. So this is very important. I'm not, we're not being unscriptural. I had never heard a health food uh, fanatic or teacher or written a health Because this would have been late 70s. This would have been 1980, actually, when it happened. And so you're correct. And so um, my mom didn't know a thing about health food. Your mom loved Velveeta cheese. No person I had ever met. Oh, my gosh, yes. Bleached everything, Velveeta cheese, all that stuff. She was cooking for an army. So I started having to educate myself. And this is the thing that, that I want everybody to hear me on. If you try to do something drastic after listening to Lisa and I the next week or two uh, talking about this, don't be drastic because we're not talking about a diet. I have never dieted a day of my life in my, in my born-again experience. I'm talking about a lifestyle. So you can't change lifestyle all of a sudden. You have to turn a barge. You don't turn a barge on a dime. You, turn, you, you start making that turn, that gradual turn. You don't turn a Lamborghini on a dime. Yeah, you can actually. But <laughs> uh, man, that's why we like those cars, us guys. But anyway... Um, so, Lisa, we, I really want to spend this time talking because the Bible doesn't speak a lot about this because they didn't corrupt food in the days of the Bible like they do today. And that's what we got to deal with. We got to talk about the hormones, the antibiotics, the GMOs, and all this stuff, the bleaching. And we need to discuss this because, as one of the top surgeons in the state of Oklahoma said to you and I, 75% of the people are in hospitals because of their diet and stress. And they mm-hmm. should not be there. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, let's let's start. Let's talk about this. Well, I remember one of our first dates. Um, <laughs> you bringing this to the table. I okay. So, in my defense, I was a college student, and you took me to an all-you-can-eat uh, Sunday brunch. brunch thing. And I was all about getting my money's worth. I am here at a Sunday brunch. I am getting my money's worth. And I was fully enjoying my food. I'm turning fully, red right now. Fully, fully enjoying eating, eating. And you started like, you know, I, then there was a dessert. And I think you got like berries. It was an eclair. I remember and I got, that. No, I know. I got a chocolate eclair. And I was enjoying it. And what happened? Tell, tell us what happened. I was being a zealous nut. And I said, oh, Lisa, that's so bad for you. It's, first of all, it's not, you know, it's unhealthy. It's going to, it could shorten your life. <laughs> just, and what did uh, I say to you? I um, refresh my memory. I'm pretty sure I said, okay, I'm going to enjoy this right now. 
<laughs> and, and I, I ate. And I, I, I felt ate pretty it. bad. I ate it. You I did. ate it because I already right made the decision to have it. So, yeah. Uh, lesson learned is we don't we don't bring it up in front of people to shame them. You know, if you're listening to us and you're having a chocolate donut, go ahead, have the chocolate donut. But then you might need to think about going forward. You know, what what kind of choices you make. And but we, what's wonderful? We implemented now, this right away in, yeah. our, in our marriage life. We we had a chance to build our life together, and we started grocery shopping, and and we started doing practical things where we, we started educating ourselves. Yeah, and John actually used to help me in the kitchen. I remember those I days. I still do. Oh my gosh. I love helping you in the kitchen. Oh, that is such a lie. It's romantic. Help. No, he does not do that. Okay, so. No. Oh, he well, made who, tea. He who, made tea. Who, he made tea. I'm yeah, so and, sorry. He and, made and tea. Who cuts the avocados and tomatoes for the salad? Come on, baby. Talk to me. Okay, cutting avocados occasionally what, does do you not want me when i'm married to a gourmet cook do you want me doing the cooking you know you are such a wise man okay so um all right but so no we started we started to thing. shop at farmers markets we were it was yeah. like our date on saturday mm-hmm. morning mm-hmm. and then we we started to really educate ourselves okay and so here's the five big ones because i sit with pastors a lot and when pastors see my dietary um lifestyle lifestyle that, that my assistant sends them they, they always bring it up which is good like i was just in louisiana and they looked at me and they said we don't even know how to feed you in this state and so um there's 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 five things that if you if you immediately deal with these five things you'll take care of 80 percent of the problem mm. number one is don't eat anything bleached so if it's it says enriched flour on the on the bread if it says wheat flour and it says it's got to say unbleached whole wheat or unbleached flour. Right. And um, so that would deal with pastas. Most pastas we buy don't, are bleached. Don't touch my pasta. Okay, but now if we go to certain stores, they have unbleached durum semolina, and it would deal with rice. Most of the rices are bleached. And here's why bleaching came in. In World War I, I believe it was, they were having to be behind lines so long, they needed to cause... To extend the shelf life. Mm -hmm. Extend the shelf life of the food, so they learned about the bleaching process, because if you have a bleached flour and you have a whole grain flour, that whole grain flour is going to go bad twice as fast. So number one is get rid of all bleached. Number two, get rid of all refined sugars. Okay, so what, what would that include? Well, regular honey. I mean, most honeys, it's got to say raw and unfiltered on it. Get rid of all white sugar that's all that white sugar, it's powdered refined. sugar, white sugar, powdered sugar. But they even can do turb- they can do sugar. turbinado sugar. They can do they, raw cane sugar. They can do coconut sugar. They can do unfiltered raw honey. Okay. Okay. These are all great sweeteners. Dates are excellent sweeteners, and so get rid of. And it's so bad for you. I mean, it's like got the properties of cocaine in it. That's the why white I like sugar. it. That's why I like white sugar. <laughs> So uh, the third thing would be no more pork pig product. Why? Why? We're not under the law. Why can't we have pork pig? Well, well, you know what God was doing? If you look at the law, there was ceremonial things. That doesn't include bacon, right? And then there was health things. Like, did you ever notice that God said, if somebody touched a dead body, leave them outside the camp or, you know, or this? Because what God was doing is doing a quarantine. He was trying to keep a disease from wiping out the entire community. So there are some things in the Old Testament that are very helpful. And so if you look at a pig, a pig is the most disease-prone animal um, that that we eat on normal on normal tables. And so a pork product, and also they've done studies to see where literally if people eat a lot of pork product, literally, literally white substance starts forming on their blood vessels. So... Get rid of the pork products. Wait, can I can I just put a little afterthought on that? Yep. A lot of that is the way the pork is raised and stuff. Because I do know, I do know 
Whole Foods has pork that is healthy. So if you're yeah. going to do pork, make sure that it's pork that is raised high standards, high standards, and uh, and not in cages. And because yeah, there's some gross things that get right. involved with that. So you know we don't want to put you in total bondage. Uh, I do have occasional pork when John's not watching, um, but I try to make sure it's high quality pork. You know, here's the thing. I love. And I your, don't kiss him for I three love, days. I afterwards. love steak. I three love days. lamb. I'm unclean. I love venison. I love. You know, these are these are animals that God said, "Hey, they're healthy animals." And then and he told Peter, "Kill and eat right. everything I've yeah. made clean." So you know, don't call unclean what what we were in Sweden, and that lady made us a a pork. And you pork know, Jesus roast, said, "Eat this stuff before it. you." So we both ate it. So here's the next one: get rid of the crustaceans, shrimp, crab. Um, lobster. You're just like hurting people's hearts. Okay. Yeah. But this is why they don't have any liver. So what they eat, they become, and our oceans are so polluted now that they're very, very unclean things to eat. And then the fifth one, can they get, can they limit it? Not limit it. Get rid of it. Yeah. I mean, you have to be fanatic. Like, like Like I am like you. Okay. The fifth one is to, is to get rid of all deep fried foods. So you just lost our entire Southern audience. I know right there. I probably did, but you know what? It's better that I tell you because I want to see you live longer and help more people and build the kingdom of God stronger. And so here's, here's, and then those are the five big ones. And then it moves into GMOs, antibiotics, steroids. Can you, can you speak to that uh, about that? Well, I mean, you know, as much as possible, you know, try to get things that like cage free or free range eggs and chicken because that way they're living in under healthier um, standards and you know it's going to be healthy. You don't want to have a lot of additives added into the the human body isn't created to do all of that. And then the GMOs are genetically modified. You know, other countries won't even receive some of our stuff because they're saying no. And and here's the flip side: the GMOs have actually saved a lot of people in the world because they were able to grow in desert climates under harsh climates there's like probably millions of people that would be dead in Africa if the GMOs hadn't been created but it's better as an exception than a rule so you know you just want to again you want to 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 limit that and and make those adjustments and for a lot of you we're not asking you to trash all your groceries financially we couldn't do that but we began to replace things with healthy alternatives and I think next time I'd actually like to talk about some of the healthy options of what that looks like yeah and and so I just want to say this to, to all of you I've had people look at me and say okay oh come on John while they're eating their eclair or whatever they're eating, oh they're gosh, going, you're probably just time. lusting after this while we're eating it right now. We're happy and you're not. You do love chocolate. And I looked at one of my pastor friends who said, uh, at least I'm going to be in my casket with a smile on my face. I said, hey, look, what you don't understand is that I don't have an appetite for that. And this is the wonderful thing I learned. When you put the Big Mac in front of me and the nice meal I, or, or the healthy meal, I would gravitate to the Big Mac because my taste buds were trained for that. But what I didn't realize what happened when I started obeying God, it took a couple years for this to happen. My my taste literally changed. And now if you put a Big Mac in front of me, I'll go, Bleh. I don't want it. I want the healthy meal because I have developed. So what you feed on is what you hunger for. Yeah. And, and you know, your goal in life, you know, your goal in life is not to die early and be happy in the casket, but to live long and be fruitful in your life. So anyway, I love that. And let's cover this again in more practical things. Okay. 